This is the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for the Baylor Bears. You know, I think we we just we're all trying to to make sure that that we make a decision for the right reasons. That we didn't feel like we were being forced into into you know making a, a decision that we could we could try to look at this as objectively as as possible. The John Morris Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, by Marineland Boating Center. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. And I think what we've heard from our student-athletes is they'd like to play, but they want to make sure it's safe. Uh, they want to know what the eligibility implications are, and they want to know that their financial aid is secure. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. I believe that, that, that uh, you know we can we can uh, effectively play football in, in with in the COVID nineteen era, and, and I believe that uh, like our health and wellness team has so much faith in them. Now, from the Petty Clinic Low T Studio, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on a Friday. Glad you're with us, John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio on this Friday morning. Heard from Mac Rhodes, heard from Bob Bowlesby, heard from Dave Aranda in the open as uh, Baylor continues to work toward uh, a kickoff. Let's see, what's the time? What's today? The 14th, so would it be 28 days away? Maybe so. 27. September 12th is the uh, date, scheduled date, for the Baylor football kickoff against opponent yet to be announced. But I think we might have narrowed it down a bit <laughs> after yesterday. Right. It's not going to be Incarnate Word, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which I had told you that's who I thought it would be. Uh, Baylor had Incarnate Word and, and, of course, Mississippi and Louisiana Tech on their non-conference mm-hmm. schedule. Ole Miss uh, out because the SEC isn't playing non-conference. Uh, And then uh, Incarnate Word just made a lot of sense. An in-state school, uh, you know, get your feet wet, new coaching staff, didn't have spring practice, Mm -hmm. all of that. Incarnate Word made a lot of sense. But they announced yesterday, and their their league did, they are not playing this fall. Yeah, and I think with La Tech being the only other team on the schedule, it just makes sense that it's going to fall into them. I don't see them scheduling another in-state school or looking for anybody at this point. Right. So that is not not a given. But uh, you would think that that would make the most sense with Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. the other team that was already on the schedule. And you know, if it is Law Tech, that's probably going to be one of the tougher non-conference matchups for anybody in the Big 12. That's right. That's exactly right. I was talking to uh, who was oh Robert Allen up in Stillwater yesterday, mm-hmm. and he had rankings of the Big 12's uh, non-conference opponents, right. like toughest to, to not so tough. <laughs> <laughs> and and he he said at the time uh, Oklahoma State is playing Tulsa and That's that was at one. the top of the list 
And uh, we talked about Baylor, either Incarnate Word or Louisiana Tech. And he said, tell you what, if it ends up being Louisiana Tech, that's going to be right up there. <laughs> I think that might top it. I mean, Tulsa's really good, right. but Law Tech is I know. phenomenal right tough. now, for, especially where they're at. Now, know? here's there's so many factors to that. You know, who Baylor's going to play. There's the contract. There's, uh, you know, what is Louisiana Tech doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's their protocol for testing their players? You would like to play someone that you know has a very solid protocol protocol in place I'm not saying louisiana tech right. doesn't but I, I don't know but i'm sure that factors in i also think uh, it, not just what the program is doing but how the states approach it and i don't think louisiana is doing you know i'm not i don't think they're up to par as where texas texas isn't great but yeah. i would say texas is probably doing a better job than yeah. them early on we shut the borders exactly to, to louisiana exactly so uh i don't want to lump everybody in the state and every school in there but uh it's interesting how many layers there are mm-hmm. to that decision of who baylor plays in this game scheduled for september 12th uh you know maybe you uh if if it's not louisiana tech you go off the board maybe it's somebody else try to look for somebody mm-hmm. In state, maybe Abilene Christian. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's uh, again, so many variables to that. See, and that's the thing, though. Like, okay, Abilene Christian. I know Kobe Carthel at SFA was, you know, going SFA, out saying, hey, yeah. you know, we'll play you, but yeah. now they can't play. Right. Are they still going to play? non-conference games so that makes it difficult when trying to find another opponent as well yeah just another of those factors Mm -hmm. you know another of those layers so uh we'll find out soon enough and uh baylor football continues uh, practice for the season september 12th the opener against a non-conference opponent to be announced september 26th the conference opener at McLean Stadium against Kansas. As of today, that is the schedule. Speaking of Coach uh, Dave Aranda and Baylor football, uh, really fun deal yesterday over the noon hour for the Greater Waco Chamber kickoff luncheon, Mm -hmm. and all virtual, so uh, really different. But uh, I just uh, logged in uh, to Zoom. Coach Aranda logged in. Austin Thomas from Baylor football, he logged in. We were all in the same building, but logged in on different (laughs) Zoom calls yesterday. Uh, But really good information from coach aranda and and austin from both of them so i hope everybody that was uh, tapped into that that chamber kickoff luncheon hope they enjoyed that yesterday uh then the news came last night you know so much focus on football in the fall and and probably rightly so but there's other sports there's volleyball and there's soccer Mm -hmm. and the announcement came from the ncaa yesterday that uh, the ncaa will not host championships for fall sports and man that is a bummer so so soccer and volleyball could very well play a regular season and then that's it no ncaa tournaments and i think that's absolutely ridiculous i mean if at that point to me it's more to me that's more discouraging than saying you can't play because you're out there you're putting your body on the line you're doing everything you can risk an injury for what you don't get a championship. And immediately when this came out, the first thought that came to my mind was Yasiana Presley. Exactly. She's phenomenal. She does, It's her senior year. You would like to go out on top. Stanford wasn't going to be in the mix because yeah. you know, they weren't going to play. And for them to not even have that opportunity is just disheartening. Yeah, it really is tough. And uh, um, so that announcement, look, can we hear from Mark Emmert? Yeah. So this is Mark Emmert. This is the NCAA president explaining that decision uh, by the NCAA not to hold championships for fall sports. We cannot now, uh, at this point, have fall NCAA championships because there's not enough schools participating. Uh, the board also established, uh, Board of Governors also said, look, if you don't have half of the schools playing a sport, you can't have a legitimate championship. So 
We can't in any Division One uh, NCAA championship sport now, which is everything other than FBS football that goes on in the fall. So sadly, tragically, that's going to be the case this fall, you know, full stop. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't and can't turn toward winter and spring and say, okay, how can we create a legitimate championship for all those students? My staff's been working hard on it, been talking to a lot of commissioners, all the commissioners, all 32 of them in D1. And, and there are ways to do this. I'm completely confident that we can figure this out. If schools and conferences want to move forward and try and have, and, and more than half of them want to do it, and that's surely the indication right now, then let's do it. We can use the fall, as I said, to keep kids healthy, keep them engaged with their coaches and their athletic departments, focus on their academic success, you know, work with them and, and let them practice and, and you know, stay, stay ready to play. Then let's go compete at that time. A couple things have to occur, Andy, and, there, and there's one that's really, really important. We have to give highest priority to the winter and spring sports because they lost their championship last March. We made that horrible, awful, but necessary choice to shut down, didn't have Frozen Four, didn't have Final Fours, didn't have World Series and softball and baseball or track cha championships, we, lacrosse, we, we lost all of that. We, we got to say, first and foremost, we're going to protect those spaces. But then when we look at it and say, look, if we, if we modify the model, which we need to do anyway because of the virus, if we modify the model, shrink the bracket sizes, do some, do everything in predetermined sites instead of running kids around the country, use predetermined sites, move toward bubbles or semi-bubble models in volleyball, let's say, or, or soccer. Um, there's, there's a way to do it. Will it be normal? Of course not. It'll be, you'll be playing fall sport in the spring. Will it create other conflicts and challenges? Of course. But is it doable? Yeah, it, it is doable. And, and we want to do that. We want to, again, make it work for this for these students. So sounds like what he's advocating is just push volleyball, soccer, those mm -hmm. fall sports to the uh, to the spring and then hopefully host a championship there. Then why wouldn't you just say that? I mean, say we're not <laughs> going to play now. We're going to move it to the. See, I have a couple issues with that. First off, if you have a if you're looking at creating these scenarios where you have a bubble and everything going on in the spring, why weren't you doing this over the summer? Yeah. You had plenty of time to come up with this plan so we could play this stuff on time if that was the, your ultimate goal. And then the to me another thing is if you're allowing football championships, it seems like you're only doing that because of a, from a revenue standpoint mm -hmm. because that's where you're going to get the money. And I don't agree with that. I mean, you should if you're going to do this just bump it to the spring. Yeah. Well, and here's the NCAA exerting their, uh, you know, their their might, uh, their power where they can because they are in charge of the mm -hmm. NCAA championships. They can they called them off in the spring. You know, we didn't have, as he said, we didn't have the Final Four, we didn't have the NCAA tournament, we didn't have the World Series, baseball or softball. So here they control, you know, the championships for for volleyball and soccer, and they're saying they're not doing it. See, and I think that's why they're not respected as an organization. And this is why we have so many issues because of these types of decisions where you can see there should have there should have been a plan in place to have this the way – I mean, there was a you should have had a better plan yeah, going forward. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I need to check with Paul Jobson and, and Ryan McGuire and see what their thoughts are on this. You know, it could lead to um, – 
if they go ahead and play this year and then don't have a championship, really could lead to widespread red shirts. Yeah. You know, what, what's to say Yasiana Presley wouldn't red shirt this year and then be back for another year and uh, 2021, hopefully they have an NCAA championship. I mean, you could. That's that's a very good option. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. All right, thanks for that, Garrett. Appreciate it. Uh, we're off and running on this Friday morning. Let you know on our Big 12 Friday, we're going to check in in Morgantown, West Virginia today. Visit with the voice of the Mountaineers. Tony Caridi will join us in a bit. Tony, uh, you enjoy hearing from him. I know you uh, have probably heard him before on this show, but uh, very well respected and uh, good perspective on everything that's going on. So look forward to visiting with the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, coming up in just a bit. Take a break. Be right back. John Morris Show on this Friday brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The excessive heat warning continues right on through the weekend. Again, very dangerous temperatures in the afternoon. We'll see mostly sunny skies today. Highs top out at 104. Our heat index this afternoon as high as 108. Clear skies tonight, and we're not going to cool off much. Only around 80 degrees for the low. And tomorrow, more of the same with sunshine, lots of humidity, and highs topping out at 104 with a heat index of 108. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5, 6, and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. There are times when you need a good doctor. And there are times when you need a good lawyer. But sometimes what you need more than anything else is a really good mechanic. Hi, I'm Jesse. Meet Jesse Britt, head man at Jesse Britt Automotive in Waco. He's not only a great mechanic, but he's also a really nice guy who'll tell you the honest truth about what's wrong with your car, what it's going to cost you to fix it, and how long it's going to take. Let's take a look. Any make, any model, Jesse Britt Automotive is your one-stop shop for automotive service. Air conditioning, transmission, brakes, tune-ups and tires, but alignments are their specialty, including 24 and 28-inch wheel alignments. Ask about Jesse Britt's famous $44.99 wheel alignment special. Just $44.99 for any wheel up to 22 inches. Jesse Britt Automotive, 828 North Valley Mills Drive. Let Jesse get you back on the road. You're good to go. Snap to Sanders. Ooh, he's hemmed in. Oh, he, oh, dropped. he dropped the football. That's a touchdown. It's picked up. Terrell Bernard will run it in for a touchdown. Ball popped out of the hands of Spencer Sanders. He turns it over. Terrell Bernard scooped it up and scored for the Bears. 17-yard return for a touchdown, and Baylor leads by 10. Your home for Baylor football. ESPN Central Texas. 
When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Automatic Chef Canteen is a full-service micro-market vending and office coffee provider with state-of-the-art vending equipment. They offer custom-fitted micro-market vending and office coffee solutions for your employee break room. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years in Central Texas, including in-house mechanics on call 24-7 for fast, reliable service and maintenance. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco or online at automaticchefcanteen.com. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys the peace of being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit Marineland WacoYamaha.com. You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Brought to you by Marineland Boating Center, Loop 340 and I-35 South in Waco, and on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Now here's the voice, John Morris. Love the good folks at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340 South. They are open right now to serve you either in person or on the web. MarinelandWacoYamaha.com is the website. Give them a call at 254-662-0676. Love the Sorleys, Ken and Mary Sorley, and everyone there at Marineland Boating Center. Back with us, John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio. We'll uh, check in in Morgantown, visit with the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi coming up next segment. Uh, Garrett, uh, we are, uh, I think we have won the snail war for the moment at our house. Good. For the moment. Right. Uh, I'm not saying they're gone completely, but I think we've got a handle on the snails. The geckos are not going anywhere. They're going to be around. Yeah. But the uh, the armadillas are back <laughs> in our neighborhood. <laughs> Wild kingdom out there in right. Hewitt. Uh, armadillas are back. They Our neighbor, uh, Preston, right across the street from us, They'd been messing in his yard to the point that he hired somebody to put two uh, traps right. out. He's got two big traps <laughs> in his front yard. Caught one, but still messing up the yard so he knows there's more than one. Uh, they'd been nosing around in our uh, flower bed, but hadn't done a, a ton of damage, mm-hmm. just a little bit. You know those snouts, they just yeah. dig around and just mess and uproot things and mess things up. They're looking for grubs is what they're doing, and when it's especially dry, they really get active. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd kind of lived with it, uh, messing up our, our, our uh, flower beds. But I went out this morning, and oh, man, it was an all-out attack on our front yard. Really? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, no. Just, it looks like, you know, if you picture the yard, and I just mowed yesterday. Right. So it's freshly mowed, you know, and, and, and looking pretty good. 
And now it looks like a case of acne has broken out in our front <laughs> it's yard. Of potholes everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> so uh, what I did was I got the mower back out at, at 7.55 this morning. I was mowing over oh, all man. that just to flatten it down. <laughs> I know my neighbors think, hey, didn't you just mow yesterday and you're mowing again this morning? But, uh, man, they did some damage this morning. Yeah, they'll, uh, they get out there and mess up everything. And they're <laughs> yes. digging holes all over the place. <laughs> oh, and it did not look good. So uh, I got to check with uh, our, there are friends, the Barreras out there in Hewitt, and make sure we have Grub Killer down. I, I, I know we did. We do it regularly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's what it is. So we regularly put down the Grub Killer, but something, maybe those traps on the other side of the street chased them to our side of the street. It, it's very possible that they could have done that. <laughs> I don't think the armadillos are that smart, maybe giving them too much credit, but man. Yeah. They, they did some damage in our yard this morning. So if you drive by uh, on Stone Ridge and you see a yard that looks like uh, has a bad case of acne, uh, that's us. That's you. Mm. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not good. Got to get rid of those jokers. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back on the other side and visit with Tony Caridi on our Big 12 Friday. Uh, checking in Big 12 Outposts uh, on every uh, Friday is our plan. We'll check in with Tony Caridi, the voice of the Mountaineers, when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. And Alan Samuels, they're saying adios to all remaining 2020 models. It's time to move them out during their big summer clearance event. Great time to buy right now. Zero financing and no payments for 90 days still in effect on most new vehicles. The world's uh, most awarded SUV, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, features 0% for 72, no payments for 90 days. And you can get that same offer on Jeep Cherokee, Jeep Renegade, and Jeep Compass as well. And the 2020 Ram Lone Lone Star Crew Cabs have that same deal, 0% for 72, no payments for 90 days. How nice would that be to not make a car payment for uh, three full months? Ram Tradesman Express Quad Cabs featuring up to $8,500 in bonus cash and subprime cash as well. Alan Samuels is uh, an FCA Customer First Award of Excellence winner by J.D. Power, one of only a handful of dealers across the USA to win this award, and they do put their customers first. They are 100% on board to give you a safe, sanitized shopping experience in person. Of course, you can shop, apply, and buy online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Alan Samuels will deliver to you. That's Alan Samuels. Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business is Alan Samuels. Come by. Let's be friends. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so... 
Why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Recently on the John Morris Show. Matt LaPay, our guest, longtime voice of the Wisconsin Badgers. And uh, let me take a sharp left turn on you here. Uh, Dave Aranda is our new head football coach here at Baylor, who you know from his time there at Wisconsin. He was uh, D.C. at Wisconsin prior to his time at LSU. What uh, what were your dealings with uh, Dave like during his time there? Well, I would tell you, you guys will love him. Um, uh, unless he goes through a complete personality change from being in a coordinator to a head coach. Right. Different chair, as we all know. Right. But he, he was terrific um, in his time at Wisconsin, and obviously it worked out pretty well for him at LSU as well. Uh, the defenses at Wisconsin were very good under his direction, and I think fans will enjoy hearing from John and that as smart as he is and as he's brilliant as a, as a defensive mind. The John Morris Show, weekdays at 9 a.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, Visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. I caught up with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle Thursday night to talk all things NFL and Texans related, but also asked him to share a memory about the late great head coach, Bill Yeoman. University of Houston's first game in the Southwest Conference was at Baylor. I was there. U of H beat the heck out of Baylor, and they became a force in the Southwest Conference. Bill Yeoman was recruiting African-American high school players before Southwest Conference schools were, and he was a first-class guy. Tonight, both the Rangers and Astros get back to action. The Rangers open up a three-game series in Colorado. First pitch is at 740 on ESPN Central Texas, while the Astros, they welcome in the Mariners for a three-game series. First pitch is at 810 on AM 1330 and 93.9 FM, Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. From the left hash, it's second down and ten. Four receivers in this set. Deggy takes the ball. Deggy throws it toward the end zone. Looking for Esdale. He makes the catch. He goes out of the end zone. Touchdown! 
West Virginia with 2-10 to go. A home run ball of 35 yards. Now, back to today's JMO Radio Show. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. I like cuts courtesy of the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tony Caridi with the call, the voice of the Mountaineers, who joins us now from Morgantown. And, uh, Tony, good to hear that call. Fun to think back about full stadiums and fans and games (laughs) last year and looking forward to this season. Appreciate you being on. How are you? John, I'm wonderful. It's always uh, wonderful to spend time with the nicest guy in broadcasting. And that particular cut you just played yes. uh, was talked about this week. That was the last game of the season for West Virginia. So up until this week, it was the last time a Mountaineer football player had had shoulder pads on. Oh, yeah. Obviously, spring never got to the point where they put the gear on. So this week was the first time since that game that they actually had full gear to go. Wow, how about that? That's a long yeah. time, isn't it? Man, it long really time. Yeah. How would you uh, characterize practices as going? How, how are practices going uh, so far? They seem to be going, and obviously this is all under the you know um, the craziness of the world that we're living in. They seem to be extremely happy with how things are going to this point. They're doing things differently, John, than I think most people are. What they've done is they've split the team in two, not based on depth chart, but rather based on guys that are normally around one another. And so it's not based on the depth chart at all to this point. Guys that live with each other, things like that. So to try to keep it as same as possible. And they go in two two different groups, groups of about 50 each. They do absolutely nothing indoors. They report outside, they lift outside, they put their gear on outside, they eat outside, meet outside. So to this point, um, they feel that everything's going well. We had a spike in the virus after the 4th of July weekend, which was bad. And since then, um, things have been really good. And at this moment, the last couple of weeks, we've had zero positive tests. Wow, that sounds good. Sounds like the way you're doing it now is working. Uh, Baylor has put up a bunch of tents on campus and around our athletic facilities to you know, kind of keep people outdoors a little more. Are right. you all doing that, or are you just, just flat outdoors? So they're outside. Um, the, all of the weights from the weight room, and you can imagine the massive undertaking that is, have been put to the, one of the concourses in the football stadium. Okay. So the opposite from where you enter in on the press box right. side, the, all the weights are over there. And um, other than that, they're, they're pretty much outdoors. And it's kind of weird because, or weird or the way that it worked out, they had done a complete overhaul of our what we used to call the facilities building, in other words, the offices. And so when you guys get here, you'll see that the construction is still underway. They completely redid the locker room. They just let the kids see the locker room for the very first time this past Wednesday. Hmm. And that was the first time. So we've had major construction that was already planned, throw in that, hey, you shouldn't be indoors. So it just made it and whether to say it's easier or not, yeah. it just made it uh, more acceptable to be uh, to do it this way. It's been a good time to do uh, construction projects, hasn't it? 
Oh my goodness, buddy! It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, the one thing was they didn't have to worry about people getting in their way, right? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. no one was around for all those months. All right, so we get uh, the schedule. The the good news uh, from the Big Twelve that they're marching on, you know, pressing forward plans to play this year. That's the plan as of today. Uh, right. How was that received uh, there in Morgantown? Well, it's huge. I mean, like everyone, John, um, as as you know, uh, football is uh, is just such a big thing for so many different reasons besides the financial side of what happens if you don't play. I mean, it's just, it's a part of the culture and it's part of the tradition and people, that's what, that's what everything is focused on. You know, I do a talk show 12 months a year and we probably talk Mountaineer football or Mountaineer basketball 96% of the time. Right. Mm -hmm, So, I mean, this is what the whole thing is about. And the chance of that not happening uh, was always uh, kind of a pall over the whole thing. And, again, as you said, uh, you said day-to-day, I mean, hour by hour. Right. Uh, who knows? Uh, we're hopeful. Uh, it seems as though the Big 12 has really come upon some really good testing uh, protocols with the three tests a week and plus the uh, other heart tests um, that they have mandated if someone does test positive. So I guess you feel as good as you can right now. But, again, every day is kind of like you don't know. Tony Caridi, our guest, longtime voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Tony, uh, yesterday Mark Emmer announced that no championships will be played this fall other than football. Have you had a chance to speak to any of the players or coaches that are affected by this decision? You know, it's a good question. I literally uh, was going to make a call here um, just before I got on to one of the folks at WVU in the athletic department to figure out exactly how that's going to be handled because that would obviously involve women's soccer and volleyball uh, specific to West Virginia. Actually, West Virginia plays men's soccer, but they're a member of the Mid-American Conference, so that already was shelved. So I don't know. What does the Big 12, what does the SEC and the ACC do now with those other sports? Do they have their own championship? Do they now tap the brakes, pause, and go to spring? I think that's a big question. We, we, I literally need to find that answer out. I don't think they, they're 100% sure just yet. Look at that football. Do y'all know how many fans are actually going to be allowed at uh, home games so far? That is a good question. West Virginia to this point is the only school in the league that hasn't come out with that data. I, my guess is, if any, if any, it'll be probably where most everyone else is in that 20 to 25 percent um, capacity. All right, Tony, uh, new schedules out this week, some shuffling a little bit. Uh, <laughs> one of the, the, well, really, the first thing I noticed is we were supposed to come to your place in late November. Now we're coming to your place in early October, so yeah. weather-wise, we kind of catch a break there. Yeah, you do, John. It'll be pretty. Uh, hopefully the game, uh, the game is still going on at that point. Yeah, isn't it wild? We were talking about this, that the game of football, as everyone knows, schedules are the most – uh, crazy when it comes to non-conference games when you're scheduling like seven, eight, in our some cases ten years out, and there we were one month before the thing was supposed to start. Hey, hey, the schedule is out. So yeah. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Um, and you know, to their credit, you know, the league's credit that that was that that's quite a challenge. Um, it, it flipped some things around, but at this point, John, I, I don't think 
anyone is going to put a poll down and start screaming from a respective school at this at this juncture because people just know that everything is just so different and unique. So they did what they had to do. And as you know, you just play the games and see what happens. Yeah, true. And am I right? Eastern Kentucky on September 12th is going to be your non-conference game. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So that, okay. at this moment, September 12th, non-conference, off 19 of September, start the 26th, um, and then go at Oklahoma State, which is will be fun, uh, at Oklahoma State to start league play. Then the Bears come in the following week. All totaled, if you include the bye week between the non-conference game and league start, uh, we would have three bye weeks um, during the course of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we will, too. Yeah, yeah, we do too. Absolutely. Which is not bad to kind of build in a little cushion. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? We may need that over the course of the season. Yeah, plus you have, I mean, the potential of that December 12th right. date. Right, if things right. don't go well and you have to move the title game to the 19th, you got another piece of bounce in there. And again, John, we sit here, we talk about it. We've been talking about it forever. And again, you just, you can talk about it, but again, at the same time as you've seen, and I don't want to be, again, the great cloud on this thing, but at any point someone can just go, no, nah, we're not going to do it. Commissioner Bowlesby said that this week. You know, as soon as someone comes to them and raises a hand and says, hey, this is why not, and it reaches to that point, then this thing, the whole thing could be shelved. Personally, as you know, I mean, I want to see this done. Um, we're seeing other sports play, but college football is the most unique of all of those because you can't bubble and you have that contact, potential contact with the uh, student athletes, with the general masses, can they be disciplined enough? Um, that's, that's the great question. I know practice is just, it's just getting underway, and we're probably not to the point where we're looking at position battles yet, but do you expect Jarrett Dougie to be the starting quarterback this season? That's a great question. So uh, Jared Deggy, the transfer from Bowling Green, who finished as the quarterback last year, and Austin Kendall, the Oklahoma transfer, who started uh, the first chunk of games to start the season, they were supposed to battle in spring ball, and obviously that never materialized. So at this point, um, it's a two-man race. Um, I don't know, and in all seriousness, I mean, I think it's going to be dictated upon how they do practice, and so far it's been relatively limited. They've only had four workouts so far, and yesterday really wasn't even a full um, go day. It was more of a walk-through day. So um, it's a battle. Uh, I don't know if there's uh, anyone in the firm lead as of yet. I think that's going to, they're going to try to resolve that here over the next couple of weeks. And uh, second year for Coach Neil Brown, uh, you know, been through that. I I think there's always a transition year to some level. Uh, How much more comfortable, you know, might he be just having been through the league once and just through everything there at West Virginia for a year? I think very much. Um, As you know, John, uh, he is uh, he's he's a rising star and nothing has uh, has flummoxed him. Um, since he got here. Everything has been on schedule as well as it can be in, in this very, very unique circumstance. So, you know, when this whole thing started, he said, okay, you, you deal with what has been given to you. I want to be, you know, the team that handles the adversity, the best of any team in the country. So they've really worked at it. Um, and he feels, you know, I think he feels good where he is. Uh, recruiting is going extremely well for the next class that will be signing here. Um, coming up in December. So the pieces are there, um, but obviously he would have loved to have a conventional spring uh, to get 
his whole system through, but he feels as far as team chemistry and culture goes, he is really in a good position in comparison to the new guy that came in a year ago and was trying to make those relationships. Speaking of recruiting and the new facilities upgrade, how important is that from a recruiting aspect to have those new facilities? Well, as you know, it's it's vital. And if you don't, then it can be used against you. And so um, they're very, very cognizant of that. And they have, um, you know, spent a lot of money, like everyone else does in this league, just to make sure um, that it's not going to become a negative for you. And uh, I haven't personally been inside uh, the locker room yet, but from what I saw on video, um, it's, uh, as you guys know, these things have become um, I don't know what you would call them. <laughs> I mean, modern-day museums to mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. It's, it's head-shaking, yeah. uh, to be quite honest with you. But they feel good where they are. Um, you know, this will be year nine, believe it or not, for West Virginia in the Big 12. And I think that initially what West Virginia tried to do was to move west and, you know, try to get into your area and maybe take a couple kids out of Texas or some kids Midwest. And then the realization was made, like, just be who you are. And so despite the fact that West Virginia is in the Big 12, still recruit who you are. And so um, it's, it's, the, it's the traditional areas for West Virginia. Uh, we don't have a bevy of kids just because of our population and state. So we hit upon Pennsylvania, Ohio, New Jersey, Virginia, and have made a much stronger effort now with Neil, um, Georgia, um, Alabama, and obviously Florida has always been huge for West Virginia ever since. Go back to the 19, early 1980s when Coach Don Nealon uh, was here. So they're back. We're back into our area where we get kids, and they're, they're thrilled and delighted with the class that they've been able to put together that will be signing coming up. All right, final thought, Tony. Uh, Eastern Kentucky, the Colonels, your first game, your non-conference game. Uh, we don't even have our non-conference uh, opponent set yet, so I haven't done any work on that. Have you looked at Eastern Kentucky yet? Do you know what city in Kentucky they're located in? Richmond. Right? Very good. Do, okay, next question. Kentucky trivia uh, with Neil Brown being from Danville, Kentucky. Uh, yes. How far is Richmond from Danville? John, I'm going to say it's less than a full day's drive. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get here. Uh, since you asked me that question, I'm going to say it is less than two hours. Oh, yes. It's about 30 minutes away. Is that all the Yeah, days? Richmond okay. is really close. It really is. EKU is, uh, is not far away at all. So uh, maybe, maybe that was a factor in the scheduling with uh, Coach Brown being from Danville? Potentially it could be. Um, I, I don't know how long it's been on um, the chart. And, and, you know, West Virginia, John, had been in contact as well with Mid-American couples. They had a couple of those when it was still an unknown as to how many non-conference games you were going to be right. able to play. Uh-huh. And so um, Bowling Green, I think, was an option and things like that. So um, they're, they're, it's a good payday for them. You know, as you know, all of these the lower-level schools – have been decimated financially because those are their money games. And um, they're at this moment, um, you know, even though F, uh, their, their, their side of things, um, FCS, right. has been hit, they, they're still planning on playing the game. Yeah, yeah. All right, so 30 minutes away. So there's your Kentucky trivia for the day. And, always uh, Kentucky trivia. There's yeah. always Kentucky trivia. Well, that's good. Shout out to Gravel Switch also. And uh, <laughs> you, you, tell, you tell Coach Brown I said hello, will you? I will do it, buddy. Great to visit with you. You stay safe. And uh, we'll see you in October, hopefully. Hopefully, 
Absolutely, John. Thanks, Thanks so much buddy. for the time. Thanks very much. You too. Tony Caridi, the great voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Appreciate uh, his time, perspective, and uh, insight into uh, the league and to West Virginia. So, again, the background of that story, if you listen to us any mm-hmm. amount of time, uh, I'm from Danville, Kentucky, Danville High School. Neil Brown is from Danville, Kentucky, Boyle County High School, oh, which rivals. is the rival school. Absolutely. And uh, and so uh, his mom is from Gravel Switch, which is, uh, you know, a bend in the road right. there right outside Danville. But uh, um, uh, his mom, when Neil got the job at West Virginia, his mom went to him and said, you know the play-by-play guy at Baylor is from Danville. <laughs> and I don't know how she knew that, but but he said, oh, really? Yeah. So the Big 12 media days last year uh-huh. uh, when West Virginia's there and we're there doing interviews, uh, Neil comes uh, right up to me and says, my mom says I need to meet you. <laughs> it was great. That's it was awesome. really fun. So we've got that connection. I mean, he's much younger than I am, but uh, he was a man. He was a four or five sports stud there mm-hmm. at Boyle County High School, and uh, as as Tony said, a real rising star in uh, collegiate coaching. So it's fun to have that connection back to uh, our Kentucky roots. I think anytime you can mention something like gravel switch, yeah, that's awesome. You got to take Shout advantage out of the gravel switch. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what other show are you going to hear today that's going to mention Gravel Switch? No, not in Texas anyway. No, nobody <laughs> close. All right, appreciate Tony. Great to visit with him. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Uh, final segment, wrap things up, and some birthdays as we head into the weekend. Take a break and be right back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. You can call Amanda, certainly, at 254-495-0338, or you can just Google search her name, Amanda Cunningham Realtor, and that'll get you to her Facebook page, and uh, I think you'd be uh, uh, entertained by the information you find on her uh, Facebook page. Maybe entertained isn't the right word, but there's a lot there. There's the 254 series of videos. There's the uh, Waco... Uh, Hood Watch. That's it. And thanks for reminding me. The Hood Watch in Waco, which uh, tells you about properties that are for sale and available in this area. So all of that is on her uh, Facebook page. Uh, Just Google search Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. Phone number is 254-495-0338. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you are searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. I love baseball. The Rangers get back in action at Coors Field against the Colorado Rockies tonight. Getting the ball looped in the air to short right field. Going back on it is long. In comes the right fielder Smith and drops in front of him for a base hit. Have you seen my baseball? This is Jared Sandler inviting you to join us as the Rangers and Rockies begin a three-game series. Dietrich swings and slices one in the air to left field. That sends Lopes on the run. He looks up. That ball one hopping off the wall. Broadcast time, 7 o'clock. First pitch, 740 on the Texas Rangers Radio Network. 
Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? Being a member of the Air Force Reserve. It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. And the experience, education, and other benefits you receive can enhance your civilian career and your life. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. To find out about local job opportunities with the Air Force Reserve at Joint Base San Antonio Lackland or Naval Air Station Joint Reserve Base Fort Worth, call 800-257-1212 or go to afreserve.com. Sponsored by the Air Force Reserve and aired in cooperation with the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey Central Texas, this is Julio Castillo, owner and operator of Jack Roofing and Exteriors. Let's talk Roofing for Dummies 101. First, you want to breathe. Second, you want to seal. And third, you want to defend. Today, we're going to talk about sealing your roof properly. You want to seal your roof properly to create a waterproof barrier so you don't have leaks in the future. For more information, check us out online at jacroofs.com or call us directly at 254-732-2872. Here at Jack Roofing and Exteriors, we are making customers happy one roof at a time. 17 seconds to go. This big crowd of the Farrell Center stands as one. That's a way to throw a birthday party for Baylor University. You win your 18th game in a row. That's a new school record. The Bears remain undefeated in Big 12 play at 8-0. Final score, Baylor 68, TCU 52. On the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Do you ever get the feeling that people don't care anymore? You either get thrown into a voicemail system that you can't escape or dumped off onto a website. Whatever happened to personal service? It still exists at the Nitsche Group Insurance. Personal service is how the Nitsche Group does business. When you need insurance, talk to a real person, not an automated system. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. That's 1-800-258-8302. Why not make it quick and easy to feed the entire family? Just stop by Bush's Chicken for Tender Tuesday. You get 16 tenders, a family gravy, and four rolls for just $11.99. Bush's Chicken, simply the best. ESPN Radio Sports. I'm your boy Q with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6, Saturday 8 to 5. I caught up with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle Thursday night to talk all things NFL and Texans related, but also asked him to share a memory about the late great head coach, Bill Yeoman. University of Houston's first game in the Southwest Conference was at Baylor. I was there. U of H beat the heck out of Baylor. And they became a force in the Southwest Conference. Bill 
Yeoman was recruiting African-American high school players before Southwest Conference schools were, and he was a first-class guy. Tonight, both the Rangers and Astros get back to action. The Rangers open up a three-game series in Colorado. First pitch is at 740 on ESPN Central Texas, while the Astros, they welcome in the Mariners for a three-game series. First pitch is at 810 on AM 1330 and 93.9 FM, Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris Show on this Friday morning. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio. Appreciate uh, Tony Caridi being on with us, voice of the Mountaineers, part of our Big 12 Friday. We'll continue to check in different uh, uh, outposts of the Big 12. Uh, I, I don't say outposts because West Virginia was on, but they are the furthest outpost in the league. But uh, always great to uh, visit with Tony and appreciate uh, uh, appreciate him and the way he does his job and part of the uh, Big 12 uh fraternity here a uh, couple of things to mention you heard q in the sports center talk about uh, baseball and the rangers and the astros both in action tonight rangers here at colorado astros are in uh, seattle is yes that right? seattle and uh, i was just noticing this as far as uh, uh baseball is concerned uh you know the cardinals have been on the shelf because right. they had a massive outbreak there the st louis cardinals have played five games total They've played That's five wild. games because they haven't played since July 29th, and they've only played five total. The Rangers, by comparison, are playing their 18th game of the season tonight. Um, the Reds, uh, who I follow, are in the same division with St. Louis. They've played 19 games already. They'll play number 20 tonight. Cardinals don't play again tonight, and they will be back in action tomorrow, and they are opening a ser- or scheduled to open a series uh, I think against the White Sox tomorrow, but they've only played five games. And at what point, you know, it's only a 60 game right. schedule. I, I don't think they can make up all that they've missed so far. Are they just going to, you know, determine uh, playoff teams by winning percentage, no matter or how many or how few games you play? I don't know. Cause that was a good question. Cause my initial thought was how does that, th- that doesn't justify them you know, making the playoffs. And are at the, what point do they say, well, you didn't have enough. Are you out? Are you yeah, not allowed to make yeah. it? And there's just a lot of questions there. It, it's like, you know, during football season or basketball season, I was thinking of basketball uh, for the Big 12, mm-hmm. you have to have a certain number of appearance, or take baseball. Baseball is a great right. example. You have to have a certain number of plate appearances to qualify for, uh, you know, batting average mm-hmm. to be in the stats. You know, would that be a factor for really number total number of games played this year? I think it would have to be because it makes no sense for – you know, it's, it's, it makes no sense for them to get in over a team who's played twice as many games yeah. just because they have a better winning percentage. Yeah. And right now, teams have played three times as many games yeah. as they have. So, uh, closing in on four. I don't think you can go by winning percentage to say, hey, you can get into the playoffs. Yeah. The Reds will play their 20th game of the season tonight. The Cardinals have played five games total. They're That's not playing crazy. tonight, and they'll play again scheduled to, uh, to start tomorrow. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Unnecessary Roughness comes up today at noon. Q tells us, though, Bill Jones, regular visit from CBS 11, talking Cowboys. John McClain, the general, will be on today uh, talking uh, Texans. 
Travis Brown from uh, from uh, College Station, the Eagle in College Station, talking uh, Aggies, and David Newton of ESPN.com talking the Carolina Panthers. Who's the coach there? Carolina Panthers. I don't know, man. I think it might be Matt yeah, Rule. Yeah, that's Matt Rule up there in Carolina. So that's <laughs> coming up on Unnecessary Roughness today. Uh, Matt Mosley show. You, uh, Matt Mosley three to six with Stephen Simcox. They had President Linda Livingstone on yesterday. That was a good was interview. Very good. Yes, it was very good, and uh, some really good information from uh, President Livingstone with Matt yesterday. And if you haven't checked that out, it's up on our website. Please go check that out. It's a phenomenal interview. Very good. So uh, good information from President Linda Livingstone with Matt Mosley yesterday. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's mention some birthdays very quickly, and then we'll head out. Uh, it's Chris Beasley's birthday today. Chris uh, worked with us uh, as a student in athletic communications, and happy birthday to Chris. Uh, Michael Mazvinsky's birthday is today. You probably don't know that name, but mm -mm. Maz is a guy that is with... Um, uh, Sirius XM, and as such, we have a lot of dealings with right. him through the Big 12, and uh, really great guy, and was at one point, he was in Houston, and I think with the University of Houston, or maybe just radio in Houston, right. maybe, but our affiliate, the Baylor affiliate in Houston, we had contacts with him, so... Happy birthday to Maz today. Blair Shankle, former Baylor tennis player today. Speedy Weibel's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Speedy. Uh, Zach Waldman works at uh, Learfield IMG College. Clark Hood's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Clark, former Baylor football player himself. And uh, Sean Beckett's birthday. Sean was with us when IMG was ISP and uh, Baylor was uh, just starting out there. So happy birthday to those folks. If I missed anybody, I apologize. Anybody to add? Nobody did. All right, we are out of here. Appreciate you being with us. Have a great, safe, mask-wearing, socially distanced weekend. And Lord willing, we'll talk to you at 9 a.m. on Monday morning here on ESPN Central Texas. As a reminder, to ask a question, press star 1 on your telephone.